It's been just a little over a year since I first launched my course, Revenue on Repeat. And although I don't talk about it anywhere near as much as I talk about the simple sales system, I'm pretty proud of that little course. (laughs) And as I hear more and more stories from my Revenue on Repeat students who've launched their memberships, I keep thinking I need to do an update from last year's podcast episode where I first introduced the idea. So that's exactly what I'm doing today. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. In case you missed episode 17 of the podcast, or maybe listened to it long enough ago that you need a refresher, the story goes like this. In the winter of 2018, I had ankle surgery that was supposed to be minor, but turned out to be pretty major. And instead of being on crutches for a couple of weeks, like I thought, turned out I couldn't walk for close to four months. As a single parent and income earner with a small business that relies on my ability to run around after toddlers and little kids, that meant that every dollar I spent those four months came out of savings, and that was enough to scare me into action. So I came up with the idea of a photo membership for my family clients. Basically, most of my clients said they wanted annual photos, but only a small handful of them were actually scheduling with me every year because you know, life is busy. Uh, Parenting is busy. I was also inspired because one of the things I know is often a barrier for my clients is that big expense all at once that a session represents. Because family photos are something they want rather than something they need, and because it's a big enough item on the credit card bill to make a real impact, they can pretty easily talk themselves into postponing for just about any reason. So in August of 2019, ahead of the busy fall season, I created an offer for my clients, inviting them into my new portrait membership. There were three tiered options to choose from, but they all included one family session per year and a bunch of other perks that I don't typically offer to my regular clients. The membership was also a really good value when compared to a one-off session, which I knew was going to be important to keep people in the membership once they joined. That first year, I had 34 families sign up, which meant that six months later, when the world shut down for COVID, I was still earning what was basically a regular paycheck, and which was, hands down, the number one thing that made me feel financially safe during that first few months of the pandemic. And given how much financial stress COVID was causing for a lot of my photographer friends, I went ahead and took the opportunity that a standstill in my photo work gave me to create a course on how to launch and run a membership. And I called it Revenue on Repeat and started offering that at the end of May in 2020. But to be honest, I didn't push that offer very hard. First, I felt kind of conflicted about selling something in the midst of the crisis that was unfolding. And second, in an ideal world, I kind of wanted to wait until I had at least a year of my own membership under my belt before I started giving people real advice about it. On the other hand, I knew there were a lot of photographers at that moment feeling exactly as I did when I was recovering from my ankle surgery, 
wanting to figure out a way to stabilize their businesses going forward. So I created that course. I did it scared, (laughs) just like the motivational quotes tell you to. And here we are a year later, and my membership is still going strong. And I've got several students with new memberships that are beginning to experience the same kinds of things that make having a membership great, like knowing that their business expenses are covered every month or their mortgage. And they're also enjoying the benefits of having a schedule that isn't a constant cluster and feeling more freedom to say no to work that they don't want or, you know, people they don't want to work with. So since it's summertime here in the Northern Hemisphere, which I think is a great time to set up and launch a membership ahead of the pre-holiday busy months, I wanted to give you some more details about what's going on in my own membership this year And then have a quick chat with some of my students about the memberships that they have started since I released the course. But first, a tiny bit of explanation about the whole launch thing. In the course, I teach two ways of introducing a membership to your clients. And the way that it's set up, you can do one or the other or a combination of both. The first is a one-time big launch where you're pitching the offer to a number of clients all at once and giving them all the same deadline by which they have to decide. Then you can do that again on sort of an annual basis. And that's good because it kind of gets you kickstarted with a single group. It allows you to get everyone on a schedule and a payment plan that starts and ends at the same time each year. And although it's a bit of work at that time, once the launch is closed, you're kind of off to the races. Good to go. The other method is a rolling offer where you offer membership spots to clients who you've just finished working with, who you'd like to have stay on with you as a client. The nice thing about that type of offer is that it can be very low key. In fact, I do mine on the phone as part of a follow-up or check-in call once their gallery closes, but it does mean that the work gets spread out. So it requires a little bit more organization. You don't have one group all starting and stopping at once. Personally, I now do both. I launched my membership the first time as a big one-time deal. Then I did a one-year renewal push and invited some newer clients back in last August. And now because I'm almost at capacity, I only offer spots to clients in that one-off manner. I don't have any more big launches on the horizon. But last August, when most of my members from that initial launch came up for renewal, I have to say, (laughs) I was pretty nervous that I was going to have a lot of people dropping out due to COVID. But as it turned out, I only had five members who chose not to renew And I had five more join. So the launch was sort of a net neutral in terms of my number of members. And the nice thing was that based on my experience the first year, I restructured my tiers a bit and had a handful of members who upgraded their memberships at the renewal time. So monetarily speaking, the launch ended up being a net gain. Now, You guys know I don't love giving specific dollar figures without giving all the context because what's profitable for one person may not be profitable for another. It might be the wrong market, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say this, my membership now covers my basic personal expenses every month with actually a bit left over. So that includes my mortgage, my health insurance, my grocery bill, which is not insignificant now that I have an 11 and a 15 year old boy. And since I am still (laughs) driving my hot 2002 Toyota Camry and I don't have a car payment, it covers that too. 
What that means is that there is so much less pressure on me to book new clients. I still do because A, I still need to earn money to put toward, you know, retirement and fun stuff like vacations. And B, I know that over time, people will inevitably drop out of the membership. So I always want to have, you know, a new crop of clients ready to invite in. But I don't feel desperate or scared about each and every phone call that I have with a potential client like I used to, um, to be perfectly frank, especially following my divorce, I would get on the phone with a potential client and you know my heart would race and I would feel this pressure to book them. The funny thing <laughs> is that my booking rate has gone way up, uh, possibly because I don't feel that pressure. I feel like people can, um, you know, they have like a spidey sense about when you're okay with them saying no. And somehow that wildly increases the chances of them saying yes. A couple other notes about small changes in my membership over the past year. I have definitely been more intentional about selling things like mini sessions, which I talk about what all that entails in the course that, you know, it's one of the little members only perks that I offer since I don't generally do mini sessions. And those have been surprisingly popular this year. I did them as one-offs and mind you, that's not how I recommend people who are doing normal mini sessions as sort of like a first step on the value ladder. This is just for people who are already paying me plenty of money over the course of the year. I give them this option, but due to that offer and due to being more intentional about it, I've really had a significant number of um, people book them and therefore a significant amount of extra income. And I've done them for all kinds of things, senior portraits, birthday parties, post-COVID reunions with grandparents, et cetera. So that's been great. Another thing is albums. So one of my membership tiers includes a small album that my members are uh, supposed to design themselves. The what what's included is a self-design album. What I found the first year of the membership was that lots of people never got around to doing the self-design. So this year I offered albums, album design services as a one-off fee that they paid when they signed up. So I ended up adding like a thousand dollars to my revenue just based on that. On the negative side this year, scheduling has definitely been more of an issue with, you know, COVID restrictions and concerns and the fact that weather was more of an issue um, than it normally is because normally I would just say, okay, we'll just do the whole session inside. And this time, obviously I was doing lots of outdoor shooting. It's been manageable, but it was definitely less smooth sailing than it was the first season, that fall season after my initial launch. Generally, I think that this is a time and circumstance limited issue. And honestly, given all the curveballs that COVID has thrown at photographers in general, I feel like I can hardly call it an issue. But otherwise, things are chugging along really smoothly. Given how busy the podcast and teaching keep me, I really do feel like this membership is one of the only reasons I'm still able to balance both sides of my career. So I'm super grateful for it. But Everyone's circumstances and needs are different, so I am excited to share conversations with a few of my students about their memberships and their experiences with the course, Revenue on Repeat. First, I'm chatting with Amy Sanusi, who you have heard here on the podcast a couple of times before, um, first on episode 57, which was a mini mentoring episode. Then you heard her again on episode 92, which was about how she utilizes a studio manager. 
After Amy, I talked to Posey Quarterman, my co-founder over at The Family Narrative, who was literally saying that she too should start a membership from the very first time I mentioned the idea before I even started my own. I've known her for a long time. I was sharing this idea and she was like, yes, that's a great idea. (laughs) She's a busy lady. So she finally got around to taking my course at the beginning of this year and she's going to fill us in on how her launch went. And then finally, I am talking to one of my students, Helene Delaville. She's a family photographer based in California, and she was sort of an early adopter of this class. She took my course right when it came out and then launched for the first time last summer and is just about to launch again. So I figured she might have some good insight for you guys as well. Anyway, enough about all that. I will let you listen to those interviews. How are you? Good. How are you, Anami? It's good to see you. Good. It's good to see you too. And I really appreciate you being willing to come on here again. You've been on the podcast before and share some of your insights about your membership and how that has shaped up over the course of the past year. So remind me, you were in the first round of the class when I, when I first opened it. Is that right? I think so. Did you come do the live one that I did? No, I did not. I just bought it online. Okay. So great. So you like would have the same experience that anybody who was to purchase it today would have, exactly, which is sort of self-paced and all that sort of thing. So tell me a little bit about when you took it and initially launched your your membership? Yeah, I think it was. So after I had a mini mentoring with you on the podcast last fall or right before last fall, and you kind of told me like, you should just go do this. (laughs) And so I looked into it and I was like, I had thought about it before, just having heard about it from you and from a few other people. And so then I took the course and I was able to finish it, like go at least look through everything within a week. Just when, when I had time, I would kind of slip in a little bit of time here and there. And then I implemented, so that was like in the fall, I started looking at it and then I implemented it. I launched it in January after my fall season. I tried to do it right away because I was like, I want to get in on this. This is awesome. (laughs) I want to know how I can like make this work. And I was, you know, terrified that it wouldn't and I'd be stuck with (laughs) like random clients coming in at random rates and just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that January is a really good time to launch it or like February, sort of ahead of the busy Mm -hmm. seasons. I liked launching mine in August, same, same kind of reason. Like it was, Mm -hmm. I wasn't super busy so I could manage the launch, but it was heading into a busy season. Well, good. Tell us a little bit about your launch. Did you go with the sort of launch it to a large group of people all at once strategy or were you doing more of a one-off launch? Kind of. I I guess it would be a large group. I'm trying to remember how many people were in that first email list that I sent it out to. Well, if it was Might more have... than one, that's the bigger. Oh, one. then yes. <laughs> I had kind of like sold it to people at shoots. Yep. So I'd be at their session at the end. I'd be like, Hey, let me tell you about something I'm trying to figure out. Oh, good. I love it. And so I got in, like, I put a little ear worm in everybody's minds just to like, be like, okay, this is what I'm planning. Are you in? Would you be interested in that? And I got a great response from everybody that I talked to. Um, so then I launched it to like a hundred ish people on my list mm-hmm. of people that I would be happy if they joined. And it was families that have worked with me over and over, um, families that I really liked working with, even if it was only once and families that I know would without a doubt sign up. Right. And so it was it was a good mixture of people for me. And I still was nervous though. Cause I was like, okay, 
I need, <laughs> I need this to happen because I also coupled the launch of this membership with a price change, right. which I think I attribute a lot of my success with the membership to. Yeah. Because I raised my prices by a good deal by like three to $400. Yeah. And then also introduced this membership at the same time. So my, I was like, here's this awesome deal. Here's your other option. <laughs> and for people that have worked with me for a long time, they looked at that other option and were like, ah, that's like a big jump, but like good for you. Right. Um, but so it kind of pushed a lot of people that I really like working with into the membership in a good way, like in a happy way for me, at least. <laughs> sure. And the, um, let me ask you this, when mm-hmm. you set your prices for the membership, I know you, I know, you know, your numbers, I'm assuming that even though it's a better deal for your members, yeah. it's still meeting that profit threshold so that you're making good money yes. with the membership. Yes. So I kept it kind of similar to the pricing I had had the year before. Uh-huh. Um, it was actually a little bit more with the uh, print credit that's included in everything. Um, and so it ended up being a little bit more than what they were used to paying, Yeah. but then still under what I'm charging people that are non-members. And so for me, what the non-member pricing was making it worth my time to put in the extra work into getting new clients and all the extra time it takes to talk with them, schedule. And now that I'm not living in the city, travel down to them. Mm -hmm. um, It had to kind of be worth it. And so it's been nice to see that shift of like people that are hiring me at a new rate are worth it. Right. And a lot of them are interested in joining the yearbook club now (laughs) after they've worked with me. And I'm like, you know what, next time I open it, I'll let you know. But yeah, so it still definitely is meeting that threshold of what I need to make. And per client, I haven't gone down below what I need to be at. So it's been good. That's great. And the way I see it, you know, even though my members pay sort of kind of just at the threshold of profitability for me, Mm -hmm. Because of that, and because they're paying over time, they're sort of more likely to do things like pay for prints online and hire me for mini sessions and things like that. So like exactly that lifetime value ends up kind of bumping up incrementally. That's awesome. Yeah. You happen to remember when you launched what you're like, this is the max my number goal. of people I would take. I think my goal originally was 20. So okay. I was like, I think that's a good number. And in my mind, I was like, I'll be happy with five. <laughs> like, <laughs> I only think I'm going to get five people to sign yeah. up. I don't know. Um, so my original goal was 20. I was like, I think that's a good number of people. That's, you know, if they all booked in the fall, then I would still be okay. I could still have room for other people. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> ended up with way more than that. So it's a good thing. That's a, I think, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> I think I ended up with 26. Okay. Which was way more than I expected. And That's I still awesome. have people yeah. on like a waiting list now to like join. Very so, good. You got to yeah. love the little bit of like exclusivity makes yeah. it a big difference when it comes time <laughs> to open those doors. Exactly. Um, well, that's amazing. Do you feel, so I love that you have a pretty clear sense of what the big selling point was, which was mm-hmm. not only the membership itself, but also the simultaneous, like, well, it's either path A or path B where yeah. it's going to be more expensive to hire me. Exactly. Um, what kind of, you know, feedback have you, have you gotten feedback from your clients thus far? Have you started to take member sessions yet? Or has that not really kicked in? 
I've had a few. I had some spring minis, which turned out really great. And actually those were clients that had never done a mini before. Nice. And so they were like, oh, this is fun. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you like them. I don't love them, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it, and the good thing about it though is that I didn't dread it the way I used to dread minis because right. um, I knew every family that was coming. Yep. I knew them all. I loved them all. So it wasn't like, I don't know what I'm walking into. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, and so I had some minis. I've had a few member sessions so far this year and it's been great. Like everybody has, I haven't heard any complaints. I've had a few technical problems of like the charge is not going through or the automatic payment, just like technical difficulties, but nothing that has to do with like the process itself, which has been great. And everybody's been super understanding with those technical difficulties because they know it's a new thing. But so far, I think everybody's doing good. I've been sending out little newsletters each month to kind of say like, here's what's coming up. Um, and I've had a few people reach out and say like, oh, I love hearing from you all the time. It's so fun. Um, so it's been good. Yeah, that's great. So actually, and that leads me into my next question. I had gotten a couple of responses from people who had questions and one of them was, um, to get, uh, suggestions from people who had memberships about one of the things that I teach is like, you really want to pamper these people and make them Mm -hmm. feel special. Like not only serve them as your members, but really make them feel like they're part of an exclusive club. Have you done anything that you'd be willing to share um, that, or are you anticipating doing anything (laughs) for your members that is sort of like outside of what you do for normal clients? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I've had actually requests for is a really fast turnaround time on photos. Oh yeah. um, Especially in the fall. And so they've asked for kind of a priority turnaround time. And I'm like, editing. I think, yeah, exactly. And I don't, I didn't used to charge for that kind of stuff because I just couldn't get the capacity to like, you know, systematize it. Um, But for my, all of my yearbook club people now, they get priority when I have an editing list, they get bumped kind of towards the top so I can get them their stuff quick. And then they also get, um, I've just been trying to like be more communicative with them, texting them definitely more communication than I would have with a regular client of just like, how are you guys doing? I'm looking forward to your shoot. Let's talk about what you're going to wear. Let's like, I can't wait to catch up with you. Um, and it's just been kind of more of a relationship building thing Mm -hmm. rather than a client, like photographer relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and you know, that is both, I find that that's both, um, nice for me because I feel like I can be more, casual or I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty casual all the time anyway, but, um, but I'm also, uh, I also feel like it gives me that ability to, um, I don't know, just like gel more with those clients and and they don't, and probably on the other side, they feel more, (laughs) um, what's the word like loyalty to totally to working with me. Like, I feel like it's like they they were breaking up with me if they exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I had a friend who moved in close to another photographer friend of mine and I was so worried and they became friends and I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to just start working together and she's not going to book photos (laughs) with me anymore, (laughs) which is so silly because I've been photographing her since before she even had her first kid. Yeah. So it's like, it was, it's just been fun though. Cause I know like I can introduce them to each other. I can make them friends. I can, 
you know, I set up a Facebook group, which nobody's joined yet, but you know, it's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I want them to like know each other because I know all these families are so wonderful. I want to foster that community between them yeah. and make it feel like a true club that you're a part of. Yeah. Um, and not just like one thing to check off your checklist, which it is in convenience sense. It is a thing that you can just, you know, set it and forget it. But there's, yeah. I, I want to make it more than that. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. And I feel like, you know, the nice thing about this is that it will grow with you. I feel like the second year for me has been different from the first year and I have ideas for in the future and how yeah. I can continue to add that value. Um, and it all just seems to get easier as the like automation part of it. Oh, um, totally. That's in place. And the fact that you have a studio manager. <laughs> it even yeah. Easier. yeah, that, that guy, he's doing good. <laughs> studio manager slash slash Husband. slash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best friends with benefits. Oh, yes. Um, well, that's awesome. Is there anything else that you would either, you know, recommend to people if they're considering this or tell somebody to, you know, this is not for you if. Yeah. I feel like you really need to know your numbers. And that's something that you talked about in the course and like the whole formula you set out in that thing was amazing because it just really helped you kind of dig down to like exactly what you need to be charging. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know your numbers before going into it, then it makes it really hard to even imagine what you can charge and get away with. But I think that along with really knowing what your capacity is for shoots, because I have been talking with you about this. I don't, I'm trying to think how many more members I can add and still give them the same amount of like, communication and give them priority slots without it being all, you know, crowded into the fall. So that's been the one thing I've been dealing with. So if you are a person that's looking into this, but you don't, you already are working like crazy hours, then maybe try and scale back first and then give yourself this opportunity to kind of automate this part of your membership or your client base. Or copy Amy and jack your prices way up yeah, and simultaneously offer a membership and get rid of a certain number of people so that you can make great or more in less time. And I've had people that I've been working with for five or six years now who have stuck with me through all my price changes. And now it came to this and she's like, I'm just going to do it. She's like, I know it's more than I've ever spent on you before, but you're worth it. I'm just going to do it. And it makes you feel like that's the best. I love that. And I love that you shared that because I really do feel like um, <laughs> it It can be hard when you're beginning to think that anyone will ever grow with you. And those people, it's not everybody, but when they do, like that, it's just the best feeling. Totally. And also like my favorite thing was when I was talking about this with people beforehand, yes, they were excited that it would save them money and it'd be easy. But their biggest response to me was like, that's so awesome for you. Yeah. Like that's going to make your life so much easier to have a sustainable income each month. And I'm at a point now where it covers all my monthly expenses and it makes such a difference in how I run my business and how I can do everything. Like I can take more time off and they have seen that and recognized that. And that for me was even more valuable than then like signing up that's and awesome. like them actually seeing me as a person and a business owner <laughs> and not just like the photographer. Yeah. A hundred percent. When COVID hit, which was like six months after I launched my original mm-hmm. membership, I had emails from several clients who were like, I'm just so glad to know that you're still okay. And this is going to be okay for you, oh. and, which really was like, I mean, we were all emotional at that point, but yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
I just, you know, when you find your people, they're the best ones to kind of support you through it. So it is, it is. It's so good. Well, Amy, I really appreciate it. Um, so I feel like this is, it's an inspirational story to me. So. <laughs> I, <hope laughs> I so. know it will be for everybody else, um, but it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Yes, you too. Okay. I'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, Posey. It's so good to have you back on the show. And I really appreciate you being willing to come chat about your membership experience. Always happy to chat with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I specifically wanted to talk to you because I feel like you're kind of fresh off the heels of um, your launch, which happened in March. But, um, But I wanted to get a perspective of somebody who like is still has that in your memory because, um, that part that like initial setup and launch is really the biggest barrier to getting the whole thing going. Once it's up and running, it, it should be yeah. more or less seamless. seamless. So, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to kind of hear a little bit more about your experience with that. Remind me when you kind of dove in and really started working on setting it up. I think it was my goal for February to tackle the course I don't think it took me more than a few days though, but once I sort of went through each of the steps that I needed to do on my end, I, I launched in March. So I did a, um, I only did it to existing clients. Right. So all the lead up, you know, I did a bunch of emails lined up in Flowdesk and teasers and such, and then info emails. And I did a, um, a zoom call for questions And then, yeah, I think I launched like the 21st of March. Awesome. Um, Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join the Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to the Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. And how was that? Like, you, I realize photographers are not generally, we're not like in launch mode very often. So, no, and I was, I'm not generally very selly. Like, I don't send a lot of newsletters out and I don't market to my existing clients a whole lot. And so I was a little uncomfortable with that. But, there, the amount of feedback, like instantly from the first email was just like, this is so smart. This is brilliant. I mean, I felt a little bit like I was cheating, taking credit for your IT, you know, like <laughs> I was like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. It is really smart. <laughs> I don't mind um, at all, <laughs> but people were just like, so excited. And some people had questions and it definitely helped to do like the three or four emails. Cause I watched who opened that, you know, like, yeah. Um, and I even watched who opened them multiple times and then targeted those people specifically, like emailed them directly to be, 
be like, hey, I think you're interested. That's super you smart. Reach out to ask any questions. Um, and yeah, it went super well. I had, I, my goal was 20 people, but like, I was like, I'll be happy if 15 sign up. Um, and I got 22. That's amazing. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Thanks. And I do think it's worth noting that, you know, I'm a couple of the people that I'm talking to about this, you know, you have been in business for a long time. So you do yeah. have that sort of long-term client thing. Tell me a little bit about how your did you go straight by the formula that I present in the, in the course, in terms of like where this matches up with your price point and how to pitch it? I don't remember exactly the formula. So I think I went pretty close. I did. I ran, I did all the worksheets. I ran the numbers. My, trickiest part was I, because I've been in business for 13 plus years now, I have clients who have been with me for a really long time and they don't pay what new clients pay. Right. And so I had to figure out a number that wasn't, I mean, my number is more than they paid before. So mm -hmm. like the older clients who signed up every single one of them, I was like, Oh, wow, that's awesome. Like they're paying me significantly more than they used to right? Um, for not that much more, you know, stuff. Um, and, but I didn't want it to be so much less for new, for existing newer clients because I didn't want to be losing that money. Right. So I had to find a, you know, happy medium, but I was really surprised with who signed up for the largest tier. Um, and it was, some of my oldest clients. Oh, um, well, that's nice. And, and I think I told you this privately, but like one of my clients who let me go when I raised my prices some years ago, and then sort of, I think realized that was a mistake bought in. So now <laughs> she's paying me even more than what I raised her to a couple years ago. Yeah. It was like a complete success. That's great. As far as that's concerned. And have you had any of your actual yearbook club sessions yet? Only one. And I've got like five on the calendar. So the, the one thing that I need to remind myself, like set monthly reminders is I'm opening my schedule to them first. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using a scheduler for that. And this is the first time I've ever used a scheduler. So I have to remind myself like, yesterday was June 1st. I needed to send in, I needed to add another month to my scheduler and send it to them because it's open to them before it's open to anybody else. Oh, interesting. So and like, you're doing yours month by month. Currently they can only book up to September. No, it's like three months out. Okay. Got it. But I need to add in October now, which is going to be busy. So right. For sure. So that's the only, I need to like set my, give myself a little like you need to remember to email, like make a special newsletter just for them. Like there's a few things I need to follow through on the promise of the bonus thing that they get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you, those things do just sort of take some setup and whatever, yeah. but hopefully year after year, it just becomes kind of turnkey. Totally. I will say if you're, I only open my calendar twice a year to my members, they can adjust Oh. but I only open it first in August and then in January. And so for August, they sign up through January and January, they sign up through August. And it's, it's, um, oh, I don't want to do that though. Because I know I, I like it does mean that you have to have your stuff together, but it, I generally find 
if you have the right number of people in there, you can kind of like cluster what you open up so that you give yourself some flexibility. Right. An idea. Um, well, that's awesome. Do you have any thoughts to share? Like anything that you feel like this is something that's for a certain kind of person or not for a certain kind of person? I don't know. I mean, the, I definitely like having, I, having the scheduler, even a few months out makes me nervous. Like I like having full control of my schedule because I like to plan things, you know, like now that we can travel again, I don't know as far as like who it would work for, who it wouldn't. I mean, I just think unless you're completely disorganized, you know, like if you're freewheeling it and and I don't think those people are listening to your podcast, (laughs) but like, as long as you, I would say having some kind of CRM is very helpful with this. I'm able to sort my, my, I called it legacy photo club and I'm able to sort them like into their own group so I can check in on that list. Right. Like, um, real easily. And, and it makes the scheduler and the propose the contract, all that stuff was just really easy. I used Upsado. The, the thing I did, you know, barely differently than you was I don't do the studio mini session. So I offered like an alternative to school photos. I love it. I do it on location and have like times they can sign up to bring their kids. Yeah. Um, and and for the people who are listening, that. who don't necessarily know what you're referencing, basically this goes back to that whole concept of tiers where you're giving right. people added value. I only one person, no, two people signed up at my lowest tier. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. So, and that was the other thing where I was like, you know, that lowest tier needs to be enough. Yeah. Um, and so it is, but so everything else was like, oh, sweet. Great. Um, I love it. And I did offer a discount to my single parent clients and two took me up on that. So, uh, but it's like 20 bucks less a month. It's not a huge, you know. Well, that's my favorite thing about being a business owner is that you get to do those kinds of things when you want to. So I have a question for you about adding new people because I really do strongly believe that this should be with existing clients. Only. Agreed. Like, yeah. Um, that's how you sell it. And I agree so much. Like I would hate to get booked in or like this idea that they could cancel their automatic payment, you know, and just screw you over after yep. your shoot, um, which I just don't think any of my existing clients would do that. But I just photographed a family last weekend who I loved and they were like, we're going to work with you. They asked me before I left, what the best way to write a review for me to be. And I was like, you can wait till you see your photos, you know, like that's very nice, but thanks. Um, But I definitely want them in. And uh, like, I think they would be a great family. And so do you open it up to people? Like, I I like the idea that I know when everybody renews, right? It's smart. So with people like that, would you start them right away? So you can do it. One of two ways you can either. So in the course, you may remember, I, I teach two different launch strategies. One is that sort of once a year open and closed. And then the other is you offer it on a one-off basis. And the downside to the one-off basis is exactly what you're saying. Like, then you have to sort of understand that every month you're going to have people over time, you'll end up with people who are coming in and leaving. So you do have to, there needs to be some organization around that. It's not super complicated, but 
there is that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can tell them, I have a membership. I'm putting you on, you know, my, I would like to put you yeah. on the list and I will be sending you an invitation. And that way they're expecting it. Maybe they're excited about it, whatever. Yeah. And you just, that expectation is there. And then you just reach out to them when renewal happens or it's like the open window. So you can do yeah. it whatever way works best for your schedule. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Posey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, that was fun. easy. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Helene, it's so nice to see you. How are you? Hi, Anami. Thank you so much for having me on. I am good. Just, you know, balancing all the things. Carrying all the things. That is <laughs> that is what we do. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with me here about Revenue on Repeat. I feel like this is one of those things where, you know, people don't really know what a photo membership looks like. And so when they're thinking about whether it would work in their business, obviously, it has worked for me, but I'm also curious to chat with the people who have set it up and like actually started bringing members on in their businesses. Um, and so I wanted to talk to you and I appreciate it. Um, so why don't you just like start with a little bit of the backstory in terms of like how long ago you launched your membership and, um, you know, what you're thinking and goals were then and where you are now. Yeah. So I first met you and heard this whole concept in, um, April or yeah, spring of 2020, uh, mm -hmm. when I was at photo native and right. I actually have a business marketing background. Um, I did not start in photography. I have since moved in with my children and everything. So I understand business and I understand all that. And when I heard your concept to me, it was a no brainer, you know, it's like, that's just smart business. It's just what you do. And so I actually spent that spring and into summer kind of putting it all together, going through your class, which was very, very helpful the details, the templated emails. Um, and I launched the end of summer 2020. And my, mm -hmm. I had a set goal where I wanted to at least just cover my basis business, um, I guess, sales or expenses for each month. And mm -hmm. then anything additional would be, you know, a plus. Right. And so when I launched, I met about half of that quota, uh, the end of summer. Yep. And since then I have gotten to, um, now the quota of where I can cover half of my um, expenses each month. And on top of that, my um, members, they just love it. Their families, you know, they love the automation of it. They love, we just did our petite sessions um, a couple weeks ago and, you know, they have the, we just do it in black and white, super simple. Nice. Um, and as of right now, actually um, in about 30 minutes, I'm actually launching my second enrollment that I had talked to with you about. Um, and on ideas to get a couple more, um, you know, kind of solid founding members. And then um, my goal is by the end of the year to have that solid, you know, amount that I want um, to then cover my expenses. So it's worked really well. It's also nice that I can continue to build it over the year. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I got about, you know, double um, over the year after my enrollment, um, which is really nice. So yeah, yeah it's worked out great so far. That's I've awesome. loved it. That's great. And I do, you know, I think some people have come to me and said, well, I don't have that many people to, to sell it to, cause I've only been in business for a couple of years. And so like, maybe I'll wait and get it going once I have a bigger audience to sell it to. And my feeling is like, you could absolutely start small and just sort of build it as you go. But do you have any thoughts about that? Like, did you see any benefit to having fewer members right at the beginning versus 
you know, now adding more people? Well, I think one thing, you know, um, I think one thing is even if you are starting small, you have those, you build it up and you have those, let's say you have five, even five members that love you. They love this idea, right? Those five members are going to have, especially I found some of my members, they have friends that have kids their age. They're going to have newborns. Do you have a newborn? Oh, I have Helene. She's great. Okay. Then it's like, Hey, you know, your friend also has this. This is what I offer. I'd love to offer that to you. You know, that just doubles and doubles. So I think even if you can excite you know, three people, that three people can be six people. And, you know, if you know, you want to be in business in a while or mm-hmm. for a while, and this is something you want to be sustainable, then again, this is just smart business to do, whether you have two people, four people, you know, do the launch, get those people excited, get them to get referrals over the year, do a second launch and just, you know, yeah. kind of run with it, make it, you know, they say like, fake it till you make it, make it like you have a big you know, make it like you're inviting 40 people. And these four people are part of those 40 people. They don't know. They don't know. And I sort of feel like when you're putting on the big show for four people, you feel silly, but they don't think that's silly. And it is a small business, even if it were completely, you know, a big small business, maybe you'd have, I mean, I have 35 members. So like, it's Mm -hmm. not, that's not a thousand people. And I feel like if you added five people a year, and you were in business for seven years and you had 35 members, that would be four years ahead of me if you started out that way. So absolutely. And I've, I've gotten overall 11 in one year. So let's say I do the same or even half of that next year, you know, it's just going to get more and more. And I mean, my, my 11 members feel like they are on top of the world. You know, I tend to them, I do all that for them. And then it also, in a way, I think kind of gets your feet wet. Like, okay, I'm handling these 11 members. You know, I wanted 50. I had 50 names, all these 50 were going to convert. And I think you have to, you know, I was kind of like, man, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But now that I've served these 11 members, I think it's really like, you know, it's that customer service. And, you know, I I definitely don't want to take on 50 members now, you know, financially I did. But to really make this service work and this membership, I want to be one-on-one and that's not my goal anymore. So I think, you know, taking it even steps by steps could be good yeah. to know what you can handle, what you actually want. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Do you have any other thoughts or wisdom to share advice for anybody who is planning on doing it? Well, let me ask you this actually, cause this episode yeah. is going live in the summer. Did you feel like late summer was a good time for your first launch? I do. Um, like I said, I'm doing my second enrollment right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that was because the first launch was good. I would recommend though, you think about, especially if you're not a parent, think about school times, right? So mm-hmm. if you do the middle of July, people are on vacations. They're not starting that. So that's why I did mine more the end of summer, like the late of August. I, yep. I, I didn't want to wait again until next year. I want yep. to do it, you know, end of August when you have all the moms are settled with their kids back in school or at least some type of routine and they'll look at their emails. So I think that was good. I think now I'm doing it at the beginning of the summer because I want to try to build that over there. And the reason I am doing it so soon in summer is because I didn't want to wait until the end of summer again, because I knew the middle of summer is just awful. Yep. You know, I'm a mom myself, right. And we have a million things going on, but I knew the first two weeks of June, people are kind of finishing up the year you know, that kind of thing. I would say my one biggest tip as well as looking at times of year is also to be in communication with them. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just felt like, okay, I asked them and I'm going to send them the emails and if they want it, that's great. You know, I didn't follow up with people. I didn't want to be pushy. And this time I'm kind of like, you know, hi Susie. Like, you know, I just sent out, um, 
you know, the email, let me know if you have any questions, you know, oh, 24 hours before is when the email sent. And I must send everybody this morning, like, hi, Susie, you know, I just want to let you know the enrollment went out. It's officially live. I'm so excited. I hope this is something your family can value from. Let me know if not, and really make them give me an answer and follow yeah. up with them. Because yeah. I think I was so timid. But again, you reach out to four people. They don't know if you're reaching out to just four of them or 40 people. Yeah. You know, so I think I wish in the beginning I would have followed up with that because I had a lot of clients who I had asked who then still booked with me. And so it's like, oh, do you ask them? Do you not? Like, where do they stand with it? And so I think I spent a lot of time on my end that I shouldn't have. It's like we're adults. Yes or no question. Do you want it? Do you not? You know? And Absolutely. And I actually feel like it's really great to get someone to where they give you an answer one way or the other, you know, especially if this is somebody, you know, you've worked with them because if they don't, chances are, if they're like me, it's just a matter of like, oh yeah, yeah. I need to look at that later. I need to look at that later. And then it just falls off the map. So I think if you, you know, I've had, I I myself have done this and I've had students who have done this where they're like texting somebody being like, Hey, I saw you haven't signed up yet. It closes today. Is that, are you planning on signing up and like getting people and then saying exactly that? Like, oh, thank you so much for reminding me. So yeah. Scrappy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to be right. You, you know, do. If you want to you stay do. sustainable. And I don't even think it's tacky or scrappy or anything. I think it's just smart business again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm busy as my mom too. You know, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Or I do want to, or thank you. Um, and so I many people settling, say thank you. Yeah. yeah. Let's just settle the issue. You know, do you want it? Do you not? Is it a fit? Is it not a fit? It's not about, do you want to give me money or not? those clients ended up booking with me. Yeah. And then it's like, do you bring it up again? Do you not? What do you say? You know, so that would be my piece of advice. Just, you know, be straight with it. Hey, I sent you this information because you said you were interested. Are you still interested? It's closing. I just wanted to make sure, you know, you know, make it about them. That would yeah. be my piece of advice. That's awesome advice. Well, Helene, thank you so much for taking the time. I am sure this was hugely valuable for everybody. And, um, and yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Sounds good. Thank you for all All you do. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. So there you have it. If you are listening to this somewhat around the time that it drops in the summer of 2021, and you're interested in getting a membership started in your own business before the busy season hits this fall, now is the time. Revenue on Repeat is getting a whole facelift this summer that should be live by the end of June. And then in August, in the beginning part of August, I am going to be hosting a live bonus training for anyone who owns revenue on repeat and wants some extra help prior to their late summer launch. So go over and grab a copy of the course at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.